It's Friday. Happy Friday. We've never been able to say that on the podcast before. But do you know what day it is and why we're here on a Friday instead of Monday, Momo? It's Friday the 13th. So spoopy. But do you know what else today is? Um, uh, let me think. Uh, Yada is our host with the most, Cleo's birthday. Yeah, today is my birthday. And this year is super special because it's on a Friday. (laughs) Super spooky. Friday the 13th birthday. Do you know why this day is so spooky or weird? Gives people the heebie-jeebies? Hmm, you know, I have some suspicions, but like I couldn't exactly say why. Well, we gonna learn today. <laughs> We're gonna learn today, or at least try. <laughs> Let's dive a little deeper into the superstitions and pop culture references behind the second spookiest day of the year, Friday the 13th. Welcome to Spooky Pasta Sauce, the pop culture and gaming podcast where I, Cleo, serve you a heaping helping of spooky stories for you to devour alongside my lovely co-host, Momo. That's me. Together, we'll uncover all kinds of spooks from mild to spicy. Thank you again for listening to Spooky Pasta Sauce. If you've been enjoying the show so far, it would help us out a lot if you could give us a five-star rating or leave a review. We read all of our ratings because your support and feedback is so important to us. Friday the 13th is pretty spooky. It definitely makes a lot of people uncomfortable. But any idea why, Momo? They're superstitious. <laughs> there are definitely some origins in superstition and, mm-hmm. you know, just those kind of like wivetail things get passed along Interesting. from generation to generation. But let's kind of dig in a little deeper and discuss some of the origins of this unlucky number. Yeah, sounds good. Before the emergence of Christianity, Friday and 13 were celebrated by pagans as signs of good fortune. Friday is believed to have a unique association with the divine feminine energy derived from Frigg, the queen of Asgard, associated with love, marriage, and motherhood, also associated with the goddess Freya, Frigg's nemesis, the goddess of love, fertility, and war. Fun fact, she could perform magic, make predictions, and rode a chariot pulled by two black cats. (laughs) So cool. Ooh, I feel like that really kind of ties the superstition because Mm -hmm. black cats have always been Mm -hmm. like a a spooky thing that often gets tied to Friday the 13th or witchcraft or Mm -hmm. Halloween. Spooky. 13 during these times was a sign of lunar and menstrual cycles tying in again with our divine feminine energy mm-hmm. and menstrual cycles that ac- that could occur in a calendar year oh that is so unfortunate you could have 13 <laughs> periods a year instead of just 12 yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> but both of those are symbols of feminine power the moon and mm-hmm. and our periods unfortunately <laughs> I mean, I guess if you can make it through that, then 
Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. <laughs> Norse mythology has Loki, one of our faves, the god mm-hmm. of mischief, who gate crashed a banquet in Valhalla, bringing the number of gods in attendance to 13. Deceived by Loki, the blind god Hoder was tricked into shooting his brother Baldur, the god of light, joy, and goodness, with a mistletoe-tipped arrow, killing him instantly. Oof. So this well-balanced banquet of 12 people mm-hmm. had a party crasher. <laughs> and then once the 13th member was there, the god of light, joy, and goodness was murdered. Yeah. So maybe not 13's good. not great. Not a good omen, yeah. <laughs> Don't invite 13 people <laughs> to your next dinner party. Yeah. Back to the Bible. According to biblical tradition, 13 guests attended the Last Supper. Oh, see, here's another thing. Mm-hmm. All them religions are just stealing from each other. <laughs> yeah. It's all the same story. <laughs> Thirteen guests attended the Last Supper held on Maundy Thursday, including Jesus and his 12 apostles, one of whom, Judas, betrayed him. Okay, I know this is a tangent, but Judas by Lady Gaga is a banger. (laughs) Yeah. And I always think of that song when I hear Mm -hmm. Judas referenced. (laughs) The next day, of course, was Good Friday, the day of Jesus's crucifixion. Fridays are believed to be unlucky in the Bible, Mm. the day that Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit from the tree of knowledge was a Friday. The day that Cain murdered his brother Abel was a Friday. The day that the temple of Solomon was toppled was on a Friday, and the day that Noah's Ark set sail in the Great Flood was also on a Friday. Oh, interesting. So, didn't know that. The Bible, the, I didn't realize that either. <laughs> There's not a good track record for positive <laughs> things happening on Fridays in the Bible. Not a Friday in the Bible, yeah. No. Mm. An important milestone in the history of the Friday the 13th legend in particular, not just the number 13, occurred in 1907 with the publication of the novel Friday the 13th, written by Thompson William Lawson. It's basically about a stockbroker who takes advantage of a bunch of people and their superstitions and cons them out of their money. (laughs) That's unlucky. For the superstitious. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, in 1907, that's way before, like, the stock market crash and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, oof. All right. We got some more fun facts for you. Well, Friday the 13th may feel like a rare phenomenon. Our Gregorian calendar means that the 13th of any month is slightly more likely to fall on a Friday than any other day of the week. Hmm. It is not, however, a universal superstition. Oh. In Greece and Spanish-speaking countries, it is Tuesday the 13th. That is considered a day of bad luck. While in Italy, it is Friday the 17th. That's super spooky. Oh, interesting. Right? I think it's weird that a lot of people share one unlucky day. Mm-hmm. Because it's obviously over in the UK and England as well. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, other countries having their own bad luck day. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. As Steve 
Roud explains in The Penguin Guide to the Superstitions of Britain and Ireland, the combination of Friday and the number 13 is a Victorian invention. Is it? And I'm a big fan of the Victorian era. Mm -hmm. I think if you're goth, you kind of have to be. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Just the fashion. Oh, the fashion. So much. The obsession with death. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's when people finally started to like get curious about spooky things and Mm -hmm. not just like sweep everything that was unpleasant (laughs) under the rug. Yeah. Super interesting. Also, the Penguin Guide, the Superstitions of Britain and Ireland. I need to read that. Right? I would be very interested. Yeah to read more into that maybe we'll get some more information about my genetic predisposition to magic yeah maybe it's in there it's in the guide it's in the guide they'll tell me more Mm -hmm. Uh. follow us on twitter at spooky pasta pod for more updates you can also find us on tumblr and patreon.com slash spooky pasta sauce see you there Do you like scary movies? Uh-huh. Now for the real question. Name the killer in Friday the 13th. You all want me to say Jason, but I'm not falling for that one. <laughs> I may not have seen the movie 20 times, but I am a big fan of the Friday the 13th horror franchise. And I say franchise because, as we will learn today, it's not just one movie or the seven other ones in the series. There is so much more, including television shows and video games. (laughs) Well, you are our resident true believer, so that was an easy one. I literally know nothing. So let's start at the beginning. Since you're the expert here, Cleo, take it away. Let's talk about one of the most iconic horror films ever. Friday the 13th came out in May 1980, and it is a classic slasher film that helped to define a genre. Like, I can't even imagine what it would have been like to see this in theaters in in the 80s. In the 80s. No other movie like it. No other movie like it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the 80s, it was a golden era for Mm -hmm. horror movies, I feel like. There were just, there were so many being made at the time. Mm -hmm. It was one of the big, like, transition periods and, like, you know, in, like, special effects and what people were actually doing in movies. Mm -hmm. So, no, this would have been incredibly shocking to see in theaters. <laughs> and it has a very, like, 70s vibe to oh, it yeah. because uh-huh. it came out pretty early in 1980. So mm-hmm. they had to have filmed it, like, in 79. Mm-hmm. This movie turned into a franchise with multiple movies. Okay. There's up to eight parts. There are crossover movies. There's Freddy versus Jason. I think that there was also another TV series. So they really went all out and they were rolling them out pretty quickly in the beginning. The first movie came out in pretty early in 1980. And then the next one, part two was in 1981. And we get part three in 82. We skip a year and in 84 and it keeps, it just keeps going all the way to 89. Fun fact, 1983 and 1987 were the only two years in the entire decade without a Friday the 13th movie to be released. Wow. It was really working for them. They also remade the original Friday the 13th in 2009. Now, I have not 
seen every single movie in the franchise. <laughs> but I have seen the first one several times, mm-hmm. seen the second one, and I've seen the remake. So it's already more than me. I'm I'm familiar with the icon, like the iconic Jason, mask, the hockey mask. Yeah. yeah. Don't actually a machete, know a machete anything. and a hockey mask. Yeah. Like, do you need Even to know the machete, more? I don't think I would have picked that out. I would probably only pick out the mask. So I need to know more because obviously <laughs> know nothing about the movie. Well, I am here to be your spooky expert. <laughs> the movie takes place mostly at Camp Crystal Lake or Camp Blood, as some of the locals like to say, mm. because they think it's that the camp is jinxed. Yeah. Some of the reasons they might say this is because in 58, two counselors were murdered. Oof. And in 57, one of the camp attendees, a child, drowned. Oh. But now in present day, presumably 1980, mm-hmm. the camp is reopening. Ugh. Hooray. <laughs> and of course, none of the counselors have any idea what's happened at the camp before. Oh, yeah. Because that's way before their time. Way before their time. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to be locals. Mm-hmm. So... They they don't really know what they're getting themselves into. Okay. And this movie... Okay, I know that I compare everything to Jaws. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's my favorite. I can't help it. And it was also another just like iconic movie yeah. in itself. Yeah. Um, but this one also kind of plays on the like the mystery of not really seeing mm-hmm. the killer for a while. And mm. for some of it, you're actually seeing things like from the killer's point of view. Oh, spooky. You have no idea until the end of the movie who the villain is Mm -hmm. but i could see that that would also be terrifying in a movie theater oh yeah because i can't really think of any other movie before 1980 that was doing that yeah so nobody really knows what's up except the locals who are being sort of cryptic and only giving like bits and pieces of information of course (laughs) the counselors show up for camp two weeks early but the camp isn't quite ready So they have to start working immediately. Mm. They thought they were going to get to hang out and swim and chill for two weeks. But (laughs) no, they're they're painting and setting up the archery range and they're getting into it. One of the counselors dies before even making it to the camp. What? Mm -hmm. Did they know? Like it was like a hitchhiking situation gone horribly wrong. Just trying to make it to the camp. Mm-hmm. Got picked up by the wrong person. They literally drive past the turnoff to the camp. Mm-hmm. And the counselor is like, hey, wait, wait, that's where I need to go. Like, shouldn't we stop? And there's no dialogue from the other person in the car with her at mm-hmm. all, which makes it creepy. So you don't see their face. You don't even Ugh. hear anything from yeah. them. And then she jumps out of the moving car. <laughs> the counselor does. Yeah. Runs into the woods trying to escape. But the driver comes after her. Ugh. And this is one of your POV kills. Mm-hmm. You, you get to just see wow. while it happens. This and is the opener. Yeah, she, yeah. Well, okay. Technically, the opener, you do kind of see the two counselors who got murdered in 58. Mm-hmm. Okay. You mm-hmm. see someone sneaking up on them, mm-hmm. but you don't see them like actually get murdered. It's just alluded to mm-hmm. in the beginning. So gotcha. this, I think, technically is like your first slasher kill yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. So back at the camp, <laughs> there is one girl who had already showed up. There is a car full of some of our important players. Okay. We've got Kevin Bacon, oh. a very young yes, Kevin Bacon, playing one young. of the camp one of the camp counselors. Yeah, he's like the hottie macho mm, camp counselor. Of course, he brings his girlfriend and his super goofy best friend. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's like one other girl. 
Mm-hmm. It might have already been there. But there's like six total okay. besides the girl who didn't make it. Yeah. She's never really <laughs> or never really in the camp. Mm-hmm. So the camp director, guy putting this all on, that thought it would be a good idea to reopen. Mm-hmm. As soon as the car with Kevin Bacon and his crew shows up, our camp director's like, oh, I got to run off to town and like do some stuff. So I'll see you guys later. Oh, Get to work. I'll see you. <laughs> I'll be back. Sounds like a good idea. Leaving a bunch of teens unsupervised. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, it's a great idea. So he is off away in town doing whatever for mm-hmm. pretty much the rest of the movie. So now we have all of our six counselors mm-hmm. at this camp just kind of doing their thing, hanging out. They get some work done. They go off and swim in the lake mm-hmm. after they fix the dock. And then one of the girls senses that they're like being watched oh, by somebody. Ugh. And you you get you get more POV shots. Mm-hmm. So you're like the killer, like mm-hmm. lurking in the forest on the other side of the Ugh. lake, staring at these kids. Give me the creepies. <laughs> so they play and hang out and they're having a grand old time. And then three of them head off to like a common area to hang out and like play some games, make dinner, whatever. It's settling into evening time mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, this all takes place in one day on Friday was, the 13th. I was going to ask that. Oh, okay, of course. <laughs> yes, the mm-hmm. one day in the movie is Friday the 13th. Half of our party runs off to go start dinner, and then the other half is kind of doing their own thing. Kevin Bacon and his girlfriend wander off and are on a romantic walk, and then their bestie that mm-hmm. rode up with them wanders off on his own, of you know, which is yeah. always a smart thing to do in horror films. Mm-hmm. So he wanders off. And he sees somebody lurking in one of the cabins. And then we don't really see him again for a while. Oh, gosh. And then to make things even, you know, even spookier, a big storm rolls in. Of course. (laughs) Pouring down rain. There's even thunder and lightning. Like, it's the whole deal. Mm -hmm. Kevin Bacon and his girlfriend run off to get busy. (laughs) But then you see on the top bunk that his bestie is there and has been there the whole time Mm because he's dead. He (gasps) definitely ran into somebody in the cabin. So he's just been on the top bunk this whole time and they just didn't know. (laughs) Kevin Bacon is laying in bed and he's going to have a, you know, a post smoke. And his girlfriend runs off to the bathroom. And while he's laying in bed, Kevin Bacon is murdered from somebody underneath the bed, like reaching up and stabbing him through the bed. Oh, my God. Super brutal. Yeah. And shocking because there's no like you don't even hear anything before it comes. It's just like huh. oh my god under the bed yeah. now i'm gonna be scared under my bed <laughs> well at least you don't have bunk beds yeah. i guess that's true the girl who's in the bathroom obviously doesn't know that now there are two dead bodies in the bunk beds in the next room oh god and she's like washing her face and everything and then she hears something and she thinks it's the guys playing a joke on her And then she goes into the showers to investigate, and she gets an axe straight to the face. Straight to the face. Straight to the face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't make it out of the bathrooms, and now only 50% of our counselors are left. Mm -hmm. 
The camp director is still nowhere to be found. He's still off in town doing his own thing. And the three other camp counselors Mm -hmm. have been playing strip Monopoly, which I don't really know know how that works. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that you could make Monopoly strip. (laughs) But anyways, that's what they're doing while their friends are all being slasher killed. Yeah. So one of the girls from the group goes back to the cabins to check. It's not because she was concerned about her friends that haven't shown back up. It's because she might have left her windows open and now it's pouring rain. Oh. <laughs> so she goes back to check. Yeah. And she's in the bathroom, the same bathroom, oh, but God. she doesn't see her friend. Somehow doesn't see the people on the bunk beds Ugh. and just gets into her own bed. To go, to go sleep. She's going to go to bed. She's done for the night. But while she's laying in bed trying to read a book, mm-hmm. she keeps hearing somebody crying out for help. God. So she gets out of bed, doesn't put on a rain jacket or anything, and wanders out into the rain <laughs> to look for whoever is crying for help. Oh, my God. You're clearly an experienced camp counselor. It's Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. It's super stormy. And there's also a full moon of course and we find out from one of the police officers in town Mm -hmm. who is actually giving the camp director a ride back to the camp because his jeep couldn't handle the weather Mm -hmm. so uh, an officer like came on him up on the side of the road and was like oh hey do you need a ride and then he's just telling him like oh it's friday the 13th and there's a full moon and you know statistically it shows there's more crime when there's a full moon and then you know he goes on and about like the weirdos come out and you just you never know what's gonna go down jeez but obviously we all already know that there's some shit going down mm-hmm. so the other two survivors start to get a little bit sus that no one else is coming back mm-hmm. and they can't call for help once they realize that this is not a great situation to be in Ooh. because the phone lines have been cut oh and they can't leave to go get help because the car won't start. Oh, God. Of course. Finally, the camp director shows back up, but he immediately gets slashed. Really? <laughs> he walks maybe two steps onto the camp property uh-huh. and is done. Wow. The last guy in our group gets murdered. Mm-hmm. And our final girl, who was searching around with him earlier and was like, maybe we should call the cops, mm-hmm. finds his body. Ugh. And then she's like, okay, there really is something going down. So she tries to barricade herself in one of the cabins. Mm-hmm. And then the girl who wandered off alone in the rain mm-hmm. looking for somebody gets tossed through the window in the cabin that our final girl has barricaded herself into and she is also dead yeah yeah (laughs) our final girl runs outside hysterical oh yeah and she sees an old lady pull up mrs Voorhees, and she sort of comforts this girl and tells her like oh i'm friends with the people that own the camp and i used to work here i used to be the cook here And she tells the girl about how there was a young boy who drowned in 57 and his name was Jason. And the reason that he drowned was because those counselors were too busy getting it on. Oh my God. Not paying attention. Yeah. Not only was Mrs. Voorhees the old camp cook, she was also Jason's mom. Oh. She is now on the hunt for revenge. Oh. And she is the farthest thing from stable. Yeah. From mentally stable. 
she's talking to herself. She, like, talks with Jason's voice to herself. Hmm. She she is not well. Mm-hmm. And she is really going after our final survivor. Whoa. They get into a knockout fight all over the place. Like, it carries on, like, throughout the whole camp. Wow. And there's even times where you think that everything's good Mm -hmm. and our final girl is going to make it. But then all of a sudden, like, even after getting hit in the head with a cast iron pan, (laughs) Mrs. Voorhees is still coming at her with a machete. So she's never safe, really. Mm -hmm. They have their final battle. And our final girl takes that machete and she just slices Mrs. Voorhees' head right off. What? Ooh. <laughs> and then she decides that the best thing to do from there would be to get into one of the canoes on the beach and just wait out the rest of the night on the lake. What? In the canoe. What? That doesn't make any sense. And in the morning, when the sun's shining, the cops finally show up. And right when she thinks everything is safe, the nastiest looking thing creature, person, whatever you want to call it, pulls her into the lake, like comes up out of the water behind her, mm-hmm. grabs her and topples her canoe and pulls her under the water. Oh my god. And presumably it's Jason. And then she wakes up in the hospital and is talking to the cops and she's like, oh my gosh, what happened? Like, is everybody dead? <laughs> and the cops are like, yep, and we called your parents. They're on their way to come and get you. Oh my god. And then the girl's like, well, what about what about the boy? The boy who pulled me in the lake. And the cop is like looking at her as if she's crazy and just says, what boy? Like, we didn't find a boy. And of course she's like, Jason, well, that means he's still out there. God. And then the movie just ends. Well, oh my god, yeah. I do not have to watch this movie. Summed it up. I'm good. That mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. scary. And for that to be like the first of the movie of its kind, oh my god, I'd be like petrified. Oh, I would be terrified seeing that in the theaters. Yeah. Definitely spicy. Yeah, definitely. Like watching it back today, it was definitely like super cheesy and dated Mm -hmm. and it's not like the special effects are like all that great. Yeah. But there's still like when Kevin Bacon got it from underneath the bed, I was like, oh no. Gosh. (laughs) And I've seen this movie before. Yeah. Yeah. Still get Uh, you. Yeah. So I think back in its prime, I I can't even imagine what reactions in the theaters would have been like. (laughs) My God. Yeah. Okay. So now that I'm fully educated and you've seen... Fully versed. Yeah. Fully versed. And you've seen so many (laughs) versions of this movie. Which one is your favorite? Like, what do you think of the original compared to the remake? I think it's one of those movies that was just so iconic Mm -hmm. and had such an impact on movies in general yeah i think i will always prefer the original one yeah it makes sense so you definitely would recommend for people like me oh yeah if if you've never seen the 1980s version and you like horror i highly recommend yeah cool because like we said earlier Mm -hmm. i've seen it and it's dated and there were still moments last night re-watching it when i was like (laughs) oh no (laughs) oh man still gets you that good yeah i really do like the og one but i did think it was very interesting that those few seconds at the end is like really jason's only part in Mm -hmm. in the first one 
Mm-hmm. And I know they're making a prequel series on Ooh. Paramount Plus. Interesting. It's going to be called Crystal Lake. Okay. And a lot of people have speculated yeah. that it's going to be about Jason oh. and the things that might, you know, maybe we'll see Summer Camp 57 to 58 Ooh. and see um, what happened with Jason mm-hmm. and then maybe what happened with the counselors in 58 mm-hmm. because the movie glosses over that real fast. Yeah. I'm very interested, but I also feel like the first movie is kind of a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause so there's numerous films in this franchise. Oh yeah, it goes up to part eight and Whoa. you'll get a giggle about this. <laughs> yeah. Part eight is Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> So our hockey mask slasher goes to New York. To the big city. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Yeah. And then there's also, I think one of the other funny ones in mm-hmm. the in the franchise is Freddy versus Jason, mm-hmm. which pits our hockey mask slasher against another iconic 1980s horror mm-hmm. baddie, Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. Which is also a fabulous one and instead of kevin bacon you get a young johnny depp in that one so oh. if you haven't seen that one either highly recommend <laughs> <laughs> i can definitely not watch that i am now now i'm like thoroughly scared to go on a lake <laughs> yeah no lakes yep <laughs> and no bunk beds yep yep none of those are in my future for 2023 just don't go to summer camp either okay <laughs> oh man i used to be a camp counselor so i'm glad i never watched these movies because i would not have done that <laughs> oh man well and okay honestly there's enough scary stuff going on at camp anyways mm-hmm. oh yeah i remember as a camper i was almost traumatized one year by the scary stories we were telling each other gosh. and it was church camp <laughs> oh my gosh i was gonna say yeah i worked at a church camp we we didn't do that not my campers oh man oh. no i got i got so scared because well okay so we were all telling each other scary stories already yeah. and this year at camp we were all sleeping in tents mm-hmm. we might have honestly been sitting on the dock in the middle of the day at the lake telling each other scary stories uh-huh. and then i think they even took us all as campers down to the lake and told us a scary story Jeez. and sent somebody on the <laughs> other side of the lake to make you know to make it look like there was a ghost like yeah. walking on the water yeah but really ghost, it's just yeah. somebody on the shore like on the other side and so that was scary and then they walk us all back to our tents and stuff and i'm already like oh my gosh i'm so uncomfortable and the parents that came with our group Mm -hmm. thought it would be super funny to play a prank on us oh no and so when like four or five of us were in our tents they Uh came up and were like shaking the tents and like making scary noises outside yeah i was terrified i was traumatized i definitely cried yeah did you you go home because i I didn't go home but i i did cry and i did have to go sit in the adult tent for a minute and have them both be like i'm so sorry we played a prank on you sorry but terrible adult terrible yeah Yeah, not a good. I don't think that they knew that we had already been like traumatizing each other with these campfire stories, Mm -hmm. and then this is all of the stuff that they try to do to us. Yep, yep. Harmless, harmless prank gone very bad. (laughs) Yeah, because we were already scaring each other, so we were already primed, Mm -hmm. primed to fall for this prank. Oh yeah, poor baby Cleo sleeping in a tent in the middle of the (laughs) woods. That's scary enough. Yeah, for real. I understand why they make a lot of camping horror movies. I know, right? Uh.
New episodes of the podcast are released on Mondays. We record them live on Twitch on Monday evenings at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time slash 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We alternate channels every week, so follow both of your hosts. You can find Cleo at Pink Matter Games, and you can find Momo at MomoQuest. Now I know that you're not always down for horror movies, Momo, (laughs) but do love a good survival horror video game. You know, I do dabble in spooky games. Speaking of spooky video games, there have been two different iterations of a Friday the 13th video game. The the very first was for the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Taking it back, yeah. Throwing it way back. It was released in 1989, Mm -hmm. and it's a survival horror. Really? Your favorite genre. It did make my Matrix this year for Steam Game. That's so funny. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness, I love that for you so much. Because it, yeah, it fits. It's the Mm -hmm. genre. Mm -hmm. Also, fun fact, I own a copy of this game Oh, for the NES that used to be my dad's. Oh, how fun. That's, I love that. But when I was just starting playing video games, I was much too young for Friday the 13th, <laughs> so I did not play it on the NES back when that was still yeah. functioning. Yeah. Now it's on my bookshelf in my stream room, and it's a cute little piece of history. Love it, yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see survival horror not being a good genre for children, especially with the way you felt about watching it. Oh, yeah. No, and I was, it was probably kindergarten when my yeah. dad was okay, like, even oh, yeah, you could play Duck Hunt. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, So, um, no, I don't think that was even one of the choices I was yeah. presented with. <laughs> but... Anyways, it still exists. They Mm -hmm. held on to it. Now I own it, now that I am an adult. Mm -hmm. But in the NES game, you get to play as camp counselors at Camp Crystal Lake, trying to defeat Jason Voorhees. Ooh, a little spin there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's on the NES. It's a survival horror, Mm -hmm. but it's also like a side-scroller. Interesting. Yeah, I'm like trying to think in my head how it would... How the technology would work. (laughs) And apparently the guide was not very helpful. Mm. So, okay, here, let me just tell you, this game received generally negative reviews. Did it? With criticism centered on its high difficulty. Everyone was like, it's scary, it's too hard, I don't understand, it sucks. Wow. It was so bad that Game Informer lists the game among the most difficult horror games of all time. Michigan Daily called it a poor offering by LJN. Oh, geez. Yeah. (laughs) Game Pro listed it as the 10th worst video game based on a film. Whoa, made the top 10. (laughs) In 1997, Electronic Gaming Monthly ranked it the eighth worst console video game of all time. Oh my god, that's like almost a decade later. Wow. The book, Vintage Games, an insider look at the history of Grand Theft Auto, Super Mario, and the most influential games of all time 
criticizes it for not being frightening, citing technical reasons for this. <laughs> the authors of Nintendo Power rated Friday the 13th the sixth worst video e. game ever made e. in the magazine's September 1997 issue. Oh my god, ever. Yikes. Ever. Oh my so, gosh. It's on several worst list. Hey, I was not anticipating that, actually. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, much like the the E.T. video game, it was not the success that the movie was. Yeah, not it. Oh, man. You'll have to you'll have to get an NES or like borrow. Right? So I could try yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. See if it's as bad as everyone says it is. Apparently it's all the critics make it out to be. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't sound very good. And apparently even technically it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm just also trying to picture the graphics. Yeah. And it's all going to be pixel. Doing that in my head a little bit. <laughs> Oh, how interesting. But we do have some saving grace. Oh, okay. There is a recently remastered version of the game. Wow, okay. Well, I don't know if you could even call it remastered, I guess. It's a new one. Mm -hmm. This one came out in 2019. Oh, very recent. Recent. Yeah. Yeah. In this one, you have the option to play as Jason, the killer, and can unlock various Jason incarnations from the movies. Oh, like throughout the different movies yeah so i think they have like a different skin for like friday the 13th part two part Mm -hmm. three part four takes manhattan i was gonna say the new york city one (laughs) yeah all of them except the first one basically i never watched the movie but i did envision him in a like a suit a business suit I'm sure that's not it. Okay, it's more like a it's more like a janitor suit, similar to Mm -hmm. like like okay, he honestly looks very similar to Michael Myers. Yeah, he just has a hockey mask on instead of that weird. Oh, gosh, yeah, face mask. Yeah, but he's all like ripped up and bloody because like. Is he this weird supernatural creature that has been living in the lake since he drowned? I don't mm-hmm. know. What uh, I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. But you can also choose to play as the camp counselors. Ooh. And while there is no couch co-op, you can play multiplayer if you play online together. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. I think if you're going to have a multiplayer option, there should also Just do be... Just co-op. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Online gaming is popular, mm-hmm. and I understand, <laughs> but it doesn't make sense to me to have one without the other. Yeah. No, same for me. I'm like, what? Why not, though? Mm-hmm. But... Split screen is not my favorite thing either. So I get you I on also, that. Yeah. I also get it. And this one, like if I were playing Jason and you <laughs> were the counselor. Yeah. I don't I don't think the split screen would work. Do you want me to screen peek? <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna put up like a cubicle <laughs> and you stay on your side yeah. and I'll be over here on my side. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness. I'm not sure what the reviews for this one are, but hopefully it's much better. Oh, my God. I don't think it can get worse. 
Yeah, I don't know that you could. Yeah. It's even in the video game history books. So big ouchies. Yeah, I I think that's about as bad as it gets. Since we did mention the online multiplayer, there is a very popular online multiplayer that might be having a Friday the 13th scene coming to it soon. Very (laughs) similar to the original game is a survival horror. Dead by Daylight. So popular. Bum, bum, bum. A very popular one. I wish I could love this game. I, I just sh- am bad at I it. I do too. I do too. I wish I did. I get stressed. <laughs> yeah. I get so stressed. Yep. I get so stressed. And then I think I always end up in like the queues with like people who are more experienced, even though I'm like a beginner and it's just like not fun. I'm like, I yeah. <laughs> if you're into DVD, also a Friday the 13th fan. There may be a chance that they are going to bring the skin to the game due to the prequel series. It's making a big fan resurgence, so that's pretty exciting. And there's also a licensing lawsuit that has finally been resolved. Oh, it's resolved. So it has been resolved, Mm -hmm. so there might be much fewer roadblocks yeah. and then yeah once the new series starts that might be the perfect boom and in interest mm-hmm. for the dbt developers to want to add jason they have so many franchises on that game like with the skins so i'd be surprised if they didn't i guess we shall see well another modern game that kind of does i would say it's like friday the 13th with a twist right that we've both heavily played, influenced, heavily influenced for sure, is The Quarry. So The Quarry is a game kind of about like a camp, werewolves, mystery a little bit. So let me read the synopsis here. So when the sun goes down on the last night of summer camp, nine teenage counselors are plunged into an unpredictable night of horror. The only thing worse than the blood-drenched locals and creatures hunting them are the unimaginable choices you must make to help them survive. So it's not really a survival horror where you're like constantly running away from the baddie. It's like one of those walking sims where you do the decision-based yeah, it's like a. Oh, it's so stressful. What do they call them? Cinematic. Yeah, it's very much like a movie. Something games. Yeah. There's a term there's for a it. I just don't know it, what actually. it is. There yeah. is. Yeah, I did see that. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Did you? I was wondering because we haven't chatted about it yet. So yeah, so you enjoyed it. Oh my it? god, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Super into it. Yeah. My playthrough got really graphic and super brutal. Oh my gosh. I believe it. I was playing with my husband and we were playing on PlayStation, you know, so you get all the trophies mm-hmm. and stuff. And we got a handful of trophies as we were playing through. Yeah. And he was like, let's let's platinum it. <laughs> wow. And one of the trophies you can get is if you kill everybody. I saw that. I went through the like the achievements today and I was like, really? Did you go for it? Well, somebody <laughs> accidentally died. <laughs> and then he was like, Well, we can't win the keep them all alive trophy, so should we try kill Let them? Let them rip. Oh my god. Yeah, it got a little wild. How did it end? It ended with Silas, the white wolf, the mm-hmm. wolf boy. He got the car that had the sheriff and yes. Laura and mm-hmm. one of the boys in it. Yeah, and Brian. Yeah, so they both died in the car crash because we didn't do the yeah. quick time 
fast enough. And so she just like hit her head on the glass. Oh and my then God. he was like dead in the back seat. And yeah. I think she just hit her head and she didn't die because she got out of the car. And then I think she shoots the sheriff. Oh. And then the wolf comes up and eats her. Oh my God. Yeah. That's Not a lot wild. of people survived in our playthrough. That's wild. Oh the my mom God. of the werewolf family died. Mm-hmm. Um, the dad of the werewolf family, I think, died also. Oh my God. A lot of people died. That's probably my most memorable part of the game because I played this on stream and uh-huh. some people were coming to... Did you to... blow her face off? Yeah, they were coming to come watch her and I did it on accident because I didn't know <laughs> what I was doing and all of a sudden her head's just blown off. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm so sorry, everyone. Oh no. How could you? It's like, I didn't know. So, our first death was Abby got her head ripped off by Nick. Oh my God. No. And then I was like, oh, okay. Alrighty then. Yeah. Going downhill from here. (laughs) She just went with it. Oh my God. Yeah, so our playthrough was pretty brutal. I would say it was definitely classified as a slasher. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, you didn't expect it to be, but then it suddenly turned that way. I could see that. Yeah, well, because yeah. for a hot second, we were we were on to it, mm-hmm. and we knew that the weird, sketchy hunter dudes from earlier like, yeah. actually knew what was going on and were, like, trying to protect the mm-hmm. counselor kids. Yeah. So, like, we figured that out, and we were going to try and save them all, but then we didn't deal with Nick fast enough and oh, he, he yep. really just went after Abby and oh, took her man. head clean off. Dang. Did not see that one yeah. coming. That one did not happen. <laughs> no, no. I didn't see it coming either. Yeah. And I had seen your playthrough mm-hmm. at least like up until right before then. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay, like we should be good. <laughs> and then... <laughs> grabbed her by the shoulders and like hits her against the wall and i was like oh no (laughs) what is happening yeah yikes yeah Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it didn't work out so well for for us but i kind of did enjoy the part where they were at the junkyard looking for another car Mm -hmm. or yeah that part was cool yeah okay I i had a question for you yeah so how did you choose to break the van did you do the fuel line or did you do the cap thing the cap okay that's what i did too mm-hmm. did you see the body in the lake yep oh yeah we did we did too that, <laughs> so was, that was spooky and definitely yeah. reminded me of friday the 13th mm-hmm. too because i was like yes mm-hmm. i thought about that creepy when you were telling creepy me lake it. bodies <laughs> yeah i was like that's a thing i was like why is that a thing <laughs> yeah uh-huh yeah bleh, bleh. so don't go to a summer camp with a lake i guess <laughs> I think summer camps are exclusively on lakes, aren't they? The good ones. Yeah. The uh, fun ones. Yeah. So definitely recommend if you like this genre. And I think it has oh, like absolutely it has recommend. so many playthroughs. I think I read somewhere online it has like over 60 endings. Well, then I believe that 100% mm-hmm. because there's especially once you get into the later part of the game. Mm-hmm. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Yeah, because the scene's will be different based on who's left alive. Mm-hmm. So if people have already started dying yeah. off, then you can't do certain things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so mm-hmm. we still have been thinking about going back and platinuming it. So wow. 10 out of 10 recommend. 10 out of 10. Love it. Speaking of heavily influenced by 
Friday the 13th. It's not just video games. This has left such a mark on pop culture that it has influenced several TV shows, from comedies like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, to drama and horror shows like American Horror Story. It's all over the place. But we chose these two because Momo and I both love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) And I am an American Horror Story fan. Yes. Day one fan. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia even has its own Friday the 13th inspired episode. Season 8, episode 3, the Maureen Ponderosa wedding massacre (gasps) was highly influenced by Friday the 13th. It was also their Halloween episode that season. And they went hard with with the reference that season because the poster was... Friday the 13th and it was like the same font and it was them Mm -hmm. like at a spooky camp and everything so they went they went all for it yeah the gang was like running away killer in the cabin Mm -hmm. absolutely love it so in the episode they are all going to a wedding that takes place on Friday the 13th which is ruined by quote-unquote zombies Who actually turn out to just be the McPoyle family all high on <laughs> bath salts Jeez. because someone spiked the milk. <laughs> uh, uh. Right? Does that just all of that sound of so it. lovely? <laughs> yeah. This episode feels kind of like a fever dream. Oh, and yes. there's so many Friday the 13th references. And then when they're being interrogated, Charlie even goes into one of Quint's monologues from Jaws. <laughs> and Dennis, like, elbows him and is like, are you doing Jaws right <laughs> Is that is he from Jaws? <laughs> the wedding ends up being ruined and ends in quite the disaster with Dennis stuck paying alimony to Maureen for the rest of his life, who ends up ditching her groom at the altar and falling in love with Dennis again. Of course. <laughs> So I don't think that anybody wins in this this episode. I don't think anybody ever wins in general in the show. In it, uh, no, yeah. I, no, definitely not. Yeah. Ugh, anytime the Ponderosas and the McPoyles come up, I'm just like, Ugh. oh yeah. Oh, and this is the one where one of the McPoyle brothers loses his eye because yeah. they're all high on bath salts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. Charlie and Mac are, like, running around scared the whole night. They're like, it's zombies! <laughs> there are zombies everywhere! Uh, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Definitely on the mild side. Oh, yeah. Comedy horror at its finest. <laughs> on the spicy side, American Horror Story did a whole 1980s horror-themed season. Oh, wow. The ninth season was AHS 1984. And the whole season focuses on the staff of a summer camp reopening after a massacre that took place 14 years prior. Hmm. So, just like in Friday the 13th. Yeah. Somebody got murdered, and then they shut the camp down. And then a long time after that, someone else said, hey, we should open a new camp here. Great idea. Great idea. (laughs) The season is heavily influenced by Friday the 13th and Halloween, some classic 80s horror films. And the references are everywhere, even from the like spooky slasher killer Mm -hmm. 
who actually turns out to be this lady that you never would have suspected, but probably should have. Of course. Yeah, that whole season is like just chock full of some classic slasher references. And it got a warm reception from fans. Mm, Nice. Except for there was only like one drawback of this season, and it was because they chose to bring in some real life serial killer elements by including the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, who was a very prolific serial killer in the 1980s. And there were some complaints from the victim's families who Mm -hmm. thought that the show was kind of glamorizing Mm. him and everything that he did instead of being like, hey, these were real people and this was really awful, actually. Yeah. But I think that that is a very, like, common complaint when it comes to anything true crime related. Mm. Those are our pop culture references for Friday the 13th. One of my favorite pieces of pop culture. (laughs) Love it. And these are definitely all on the very spooky side. So to wrap this up, I've got a not spooky fun fact. Are you ready for this one, Cleo? Yes. Okay, so this is for any Swifties out there. You will definitely be familiar that 13 is Taylor Swift's lucky number. Mm -hmm. I remember this growing up. Do you remember that? Like she always had it written on her hand. I do. (laughs) When I was in junior high, I went to one of her concerts and she definitely did have it written on her hand. Oh man, secret Swifty here. I didn't even know that. Love it. Okay, when I was 15 and she came out with the song 15. 15. Yeah, I I was a Taylor Swift fan, yeah. but after she wasn't really a country star anymore, I stopped being a fan, oh, which is also you. weird to me because like country is my least favorite genre. <laughs> I was about to say so that. So you would I think it like, would have been the opposite, but I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally, totally get that. That was my phase. Yes. Emo wasn't my phase. Oh. Um, <laughs> listening to country music yeah. was my phase. Different kind of emo. Uh, love it so we are definitely Uh, both familiar with it then that she has this affinity with the number 13 so let me read you a quote that she said to mtv in 2009 that kind of explains it because i really didn't know so it's kind of surprised to hear this she said i was born on the 13th i turned 13 on friday the 13th my first album went gold in 13 weeks my first number one song had a 13 second intro every time i've won an award i've been seated in either the 13th seat the 13th row the 13th section or row m which is the 13th letter basically whenever a 13 comes up in my life it's a good thing very interesting might be turning around the luck for 13 i don't know i feel like (laughs) i feel like she stole my thing did she well okay yeah i was born on a friday the 13th (gasps) yes right And I, let's see, I graduated high school in 2013. Mm -hmm. My husband and I were engaged for 13 weeks and got married October 13th. So I don't know. But maybe that's just a thing for people who are born on the 13th. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just have an affinity for 13. I love it. And my birthday is January 13th. So it's 113. Mm -hmm. And that's my husband's favorite time of day because it's the 13th minute of the 13th hour oh i get it so like military time it's 13 13 or it's my birthday yes (laughs) yeah so i don't know 
I feel like I have a stronger claim since I was born on a Friday the 13th. You know what? I will give it to you. 110%. Love it. I appreciate it. Uh, But maybe that is what people who are born on the 13th try and do is like reclaim, Mm -hmm. reclaim the image, make it a lucky thing. Mm -hmm. Because my mom always used to tell me that January 13th specifically, according to the secret language of birthdays, is the day of upward mobility. Oh. So I'm destined to be a success love it (laughs) Uh, at least according to my mom (laughs) the best Uh, source absolute best source yeah yeah number one fan Uh, before we wrap up this episode we wanted to give a very special shout out and thank you to our patrons over on patreon.com slash spooky pasta sauce your support truly does mean the world to us and we'll go back into improving the next heaping helping of spooky pasta sauce Okay, so seeing as this is our Friday the 13th episode and our host with the most, our Scream Queen Cleo, it's her birthday, we're going to be doing a little Q&A sesh now. So if you want to stick around. Happy birthday to me. Hang out with us, celebrate Cleo's birthday. Buckle in, get ready. Buckle in, get ready. Get ready for this tea we're about to dish up. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Okay, so first question, since we're talking about birthdays, have you ever done something spooky to celebrate your birthday? One non-spooky thing I've done is I have gotten several Friday the 13th tattoos. Wait, that's not spooky? Um, oh, that oh, is spooky. Ta- oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. My first ever tattoo actually yeah. was on my 22nd birthday on Ooh. a snowy Friday the 13th. <laughs> oh, exactly. On Friday the 13th. Love it. And mm-hmm. what was the tattoo? It's a little umbrella with some rain clouds. Aww. I love it. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. And then something actually spooky that I have done for my birthday mm-hmm. is for my 21st birthday, I went with my parents to New Orleans mm. and we stayed in a haunted hotel. Okay. <laughs> we went on a ghost tour. Yep. And we did go to a couple like voodoo, magic y type shops. Love yeah, that, that's probably the spookiest birthday I've ever had. It was, it was yeah, great. Staying in a haunted hotel. Oh my gosh. I didn't see any ghosts, but it was a nice hotel. <laughs> it was the one with the, the Hotel Monteleone with the carousel bar Ooh. in the lobby. Oh, yeah, it was super cool. I love carousels. I would go there for the carousel. Oh, the carousel bar is phenomenal and mm-hmm. it actually like spins around. I think it takes like it goes really slow. Oh, it takes like 15 God. minutes to make a whole rotation. I but you can sit on this like rotating mm-hmm. thing. And the bartenders are in the middle. They have a circle bar and they just walk around and they're like, oh, here you go. Here's your drinks. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. It's super duper cool. And then, yeah, it's a fancy hotel. So we even had like a bellboy to take us up to our room and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, I was like, hey, you ever seen any ghosts? (laughs) (laughs) And he said no, but he did tell me that he's had like weird experiences with his phone battery. You know, because spirits need energy. Mm -hmm. They drain your battery. Very interesting. I also have had problems with my former phone batteries. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's ghosts. (laughs) 
Yeah. I'll have uh, to say that next time. It was a ghost. <laughs> I swear it was at 80%. God <laughs> says 17. It's gotta be a ghost. Oh my gosh. Love it. Well, awesome. <laughs> what like spooky ways to spend like the spookiest day of the year? And it's your birthday. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. So let's move into more of our QA. So thank you to all of our listeners who have sent us these questions. So let's go through some of your favorites. So let's, let's see what's. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So let's chat about some of your favorite things, Cleo. So first off, what is your favorite item of merch that you? Own. I think it would have to be my birthday present that I got this year from you. Aww. If you haven't heard yet, Momo got me the cutest, squishiest Psyduck, and it is the most precious thing I have ever owned in my whole life. It's a big boy. It looks like the size of my dog. It's a big boy. Yeah. I, yeah, no, it's definitely chonkier than my small dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I'm so glad. Happy um, birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so it was, I was so excited to open it. But I think my other, if I had to choose something else, probably uh, My Nightmare Before Christmas Vampire Teddy Build-A-Bear plushie that I have. Precious. It's like a perfect replica mm-hmm. of the toy from the movie. It really and is. I got it for myself last year for Christmas mm-hmm. and have absolutely no regrets. Yes. <laughs> love it. Okay, so what is your favorite book? My favorite book of all time is Jaws. Really? Dunna, dunna, <laughs> dunna, dunna. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Not a lot of people know it was a book first, mm-hmm. but it was. Yeah. And in some of the chapters, you get to read from like the shark's perspective. So really? it's super cool. Interesting. Yeah. It's fun. It's a good time. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of movies... What are your favorite horror movies? This one was a really tough question. Yeah. Honestly, I thought about it for a hot second. Mm -hmm. I would have to say my favorite horror movie that I saw last year was Barbarian. It's very twisty turny. The only thing I have to say negative about that movie is that the twist is so good and so shocking that it's like only good the first time you watch it oh uh, got you yeah you know because it mm-hmm. never hits as hard as it did that first time oh yeah you always have to savor the first time <laughs> i still watched it a second time mm-hmm. but i don't know it just it was so good that first time if you're into m night Shyamalan tier level twists <laughs> this one's for you <laughs> Also, it has Justin Long in it, and I just always love whenever he's playing a horror movie. <laughs> and I think it's because I love the movie Tusk so much. For my favorite horror director is probably Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this a lot in our horror sampler mm-hmm. mini episode. He's the guy that did Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He did that one. Uh, he did Pan's Labyrinth, which actually made my top three. Because if you if you didn't know, Jaws is in there in the top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> and then I guess it should be Tusk for number three. But yeah. <laughs> I wrote down the original Candyman. It could be tied. That movie's scary, though. I have not seen the remake because I really do like the original one. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid mm-hmm. that the remake will be bad. I, I don't totally know. understand <laughs> that. Yep. 
I just always have lukewarm feelings when it comes to remakes. I'm like, this is either going to be great or mm-hmm. awful. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but those are my top three. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Okay, our last spookiest question. What is your favorite cryptid? I am going to have to say Bigfoot. <laughs> But my husband said that this podcast is <laughs> the only place that I'm allowed to talk about it. Talk away. We want to hear it all. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about it in yeah. public. <laughs> uh, but I also really do love Mothman. So. Oh, Mothman. I remember when you did your stream, when you did our Freaky mm-hmm. Friday. And you Freaky read Friday about did Mothman. Mothman. I was like, uh, what the heck is this Mothman? And why am I so scared right now? <laughs> Because you never know what kind of creatures are out there lurking. Mm-hmm. Never know. I believe. <laughs> Love it. I think Bigfoot is for real. Yeah. I don't think that there are that many of them left. I'm sure they're going extinct just like all the other. Okay, we don't need to get into that now. <laughs> I'm sorry. It'll just never end if we start. It is your B-Day Q&A if you want to keep on <laughs> the Bigfoot. I'll spare our listeners. Okay. For now. Okay. For now. For now future episode maybe we'll have to yeah dive deeper i'm sure cleo has many thoughts oh i can tell you so many things about bigfoot love it okay well let's keep going let's move more into kind of like pop culture type of questions okay we are both pretty big gamers so our mm-hmm. next question mm-hmm. is what are your favorite video games i had to go top three for this one as well mm-hmm. because i am so indecisive <laughs> <laughs> that's what it really is yeah <laughs> But I would have to say Disney Dreamlight Valley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if we were going by hours, I would have to include Animal Crossing in this list. Of course. <sighs> but I also will always have a soft spot for Animal Crossing because mm-hmm. that's kind of like where it really started for me. Yeah. Pretty nostalgic for you, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And my parents play, too, which is just the cutest thing in the that. world. I love that so much. They have their they have their own yeah. Switch and their own island mm-hmm. and everything. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And then for my third one, I technically it's not just one because I, like I said, indecisive. I really like the Lego games. Okay. I think they're super fun. Yeah. Like the whole franchise. Do you have any Oh, yeah. Like top Lego Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I just got the new Star Wars one. Nice. The like Luke Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. The DC Villains one. Ooh. Yeah. I, I enjoy the Lego video games. They have so many different like franchises that they partner with. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. Plus, like, they're funny mm-hmm. because... Yeah. Like in the cutscenes in the Star Wars one, like it'll be cutscenes from the movie, mm-hmm. but then they'll like make jokes yeah. about it because they're Legos. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. And most of it is just smashing stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm all about that. Yeah, I am too. It's a fun time. Always trying to be a true wizard and collect all those coins mm-hmm. or true Jedi, you mm-hmm. know, gotta fill up that bar. Gotta do it. <laughs> cool those are your top three games but what if you had to pick i'm gonna i'm gonna put the pressure on what was your best game played in 2022 best game played would have to be disney dreamlight valley (laughs) i have a disgusting amount of hours in it Um, it. i'm living for it (laughs) i just finished today cooking every single recipe in the game yeah 
They added the three new characters Mm -hmm. in this update, Buzz, Woody, and Stitch, and I've already uh, maxed them out and done their level 10 quests and all of the things, so. Are we going to be able to, like, visit each other someday? Because I'm never going (laughs) to, never going to catch up. I hope so. need to come visit your, it's not really island, in my hotel. Yes, I will stay in your hotel. Yeah, because they want you to build an insane amount of rooms on your house. So I've decided to just run with it and make a bunch of different theme rooms. Love it. Man, you were so Disney Hotel. Love it. Yeah. Best Disney life. I'm at like expert level. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So definitely my favorite. Nice. Cool. These are a lot of like more modern games that we've been chatting about. But you know what? Let's throw it back for a minute. What is the first video game that you ever played? I would have to say it was probably Duck Hunt on the NES with the with the shooter and everything. Oh, right. Uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm, because I definitely remember playing that one. And there was a Zelda game I got to play, but I always thought that was too hard. Mm, yes, it was hard. I was really young. And so it was more just like... Let me turn the TV on and hold the controller. (laughs) I was not like scoring or anything. No, I was not entering in my name for the high score, (laughs) but it was still fun. And then when I like really, really got into gaming, the first game I I played that I was like actually into and good at was probably Animal Crossing on the nintendo gamecube so nostalgic oh yeah it was a great time back when they were mean to you (laughs) yes i have heard the rumors (laughs) of them being much sassier oh so much sassier i logged on earlier this year and well last year (laughs) and two different villagers were like what's up with your outfit like you look super ugly Oh my god, what? Yeah, so, no, they used to be not nice. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, any fun gaming session always comes with snacks. We're like the snack pack around here. We love chatting about foods. So, mm. Cleo, what are some of your favorite snacks? So, I know it's not food, but the coconut and berries Red Bull is my absolute favorite thing ever. Ooh, I didn't realize it was berries. I remember you talk, talking about forest, Oh my god, coconut. it's so good. <laughs> yeah, the berry part is, uh, I don't know, it just it tastes like coconut. Mm-hmm. And it's not that sweet. Like, I always try the new summer flavor or whatever that they come out with. Yeah. Or like, this year's winter one is not bad. But I I don't know. They're all just like way too sweet for me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like the watermelon one. It's mm-hmm. not good. The only one I want is coconut and berries. Yes. And I could drink two every day. I know you're not supposed to, but I could. Wow. But speaking of food, I'll give you a real answer for snacks. I'm definitely a chip person, like salty stuff. Mm -hmm. But my husband has also told me that I eat more candy than (laughs) anyone he's ever met. So all about that snack life. Yes. Love it. All about them snacks. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, cool. So our next question, next two questions, they kind of go together. So let's start Perfect. off first. What is your favorite manga? Well, obviously, <laughs> Toilet Bound Hanako-kun makes the list. Mm-hmm. But I 
also really love Spyx Family manga. <sighs> so good. Yeah. So cute. So funny. Mm-hmm. And I also really do like Attack on Titan. Yeah. Captain Levi Stan. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Awesome. So this will be interesting to see how they differ then. So the next question is... I have much different answers, actually. (laughs) What are your favorite animes? Definitely Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm -hmm. Or Gojo, specifically. Yeah. I'm a hard simp. (laughs) (laughs) I also really love Fruits Basket. Really? I've watched all of the older one Mm -hmm. and most of... The remake. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. And then I really do love My Hero Academia. I think that's what brought <gasps> yep. me back into anime. So mm-hmm. that's a good Gotta one. Gotta go on the list. It's a good one. Yeah. I like it. And animes, I feel like they always have the best bangers for like the intro and the outro. So mm-hmm. brings us to our next question. What kind of music do you like? I it's a very interesting mix of classic rock and rap oh, or okay. what I like to call dad jams and filthy trap. <laughs> Love it. All right. It's on genre. Because it's got to go hard on either side. Like it's got to be gonna say, like, some what like artists? gangster old school rap. Like, mm-hmm. let's see. OK, Mac Miller and Kendrick Lamar, are my favorite current day <laughs> rappers, even though you can't really say that Mac Miller is current anymore. Mm. Yeah. R.I.P. Still my hardest celebrity death to deal with ever. <laughs> Not going to lie. Still upset about it. <laughs> But then, like, for classic rock, I love Pink Floyd, Fleetwood Mac, Mm -hmm. Led Zeppelin, all the good stuff, Iron Maiden, Metallica. Mm -hmm. But I also, like, I love old school rap, Eazy-E, N.W.A., Tupac and Biggie, obviously, Dr. Dre, all the good stuff. Nice. And I have a soft spot for 2 Chains. I think he's my guilty pleasure rapper. Yeah. Okay, so let's shift back and chat again about some TV series. So what are your favorite TV series? My favorite of all time is absolutely, no questions asked, The Sopranos. (laughs) Yeah. It's the best television media ever made. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I will die on that hill. (laughs) But I also am a sucker for some reality TV. Are you? do love 90 day fiance 90 day fiance oh my god it's so that good it's so, so bad good. that it's good it's so bad that it's good i think i've only watched like a season here or there with my bestie but so you have good. to sit and watch the and whole there's season. so many spinoffs oh yeah yeah yeah, oh my god, yeah there are and <laughs> i was at a hotel when i went out of town in october mm-hmm. and just flipping through channels yeah. and of course tlc was like 90 day fiance marathon and so we just had it on like yeah. on at random times when we were in the hotel mm-hmm. room and there was one of the episodes where they do pillow talk where they'll have a random couple from what? one of the 90 day fiance shows okay. and they'll sit and watch the oh, episode with you you know with yeah. you <laughs> And they're always like sitting together in yeah. their PJs and like having snacks. Oh, like a weird director's we were, cut. The weird 
episode that came on in mm-hmm. the hotel room, they were eating a whole ass hot pot meal <laughs> in bed while watching the episode of 90 Day Beyonce. Oh my. Well, I mean, if I had to watch my own reality TV show, yeah, I'd go. I'd pick hot pot. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But like, so they'll pick couples from like, 90 days happily ever after mm-hmm. question mark oh. and then have them watch the regular 90 day oh. season okay so it's other so people it's yeah so it's not your own season you're watching other seasons and you're gonna yeah. be like oh that's super weird uh, he shouldn't have said that like <laughs> yeah oh man what? it's so funny Hoppa is appropriate for all times so i would totally do that yeah. now it. i just want to have a hot pot meal in bed mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't even know that was an option yeah me either living the dream wow. <laughs> oh man but i also love bob's burgers if you mm-hmm. caught our holiday spooktacular episode mm-hmm. and like we were chatting about earlier i am a day one fan of American Horror Story. Love it. Love the claim. I've been recording it since like DVR was a thing. <laughs> and Day watching it one. every week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can't miss. Can't miss. <laughs> Love it. Uh, oh my goodness. Well, we've chatted about so many different franchises from uh, TV series to manga to anime, even to video games. So our last question, kind of wrapping up this section of your favorites. What is a common or popular fandom slash show that you never got into? Ooh, this <laughs> one might be, <laughs> might be controversial. Yeah. I never really got into Doctor Who. Oh, really? No. I know a that's Hoobian. a big one. And mm-hmm. I know that it's really supernaturally, but yeah, uh, right? I, Interesting. I don't know. Okay. It just never happened for mm. me. I, can see that, I missed yeah. that bandwagon when it was riding through town. I'm your twin. I missed it as well. So we can sit it out together. Perfect. But I think this is this this is the one I'm concerned to share. Ooh. I am absolutely not a Marvel fan. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not. Signed to Marvel or just signed to like the Marvel movies? Not into Marvel, not into Marvel mm-hmm. movies. If you want to talk about superheroes, I only have time for Batman. Yeah, I was going to say you're DC. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That makes uh, sense. That makes sense. I love comic books and I like <laughs> the concept of superheroes, but I just am not a Marvel fan. <laughs> Sorry. Please continue to listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that we know <laughs> the two fandoms that you're not into let's mm-hmm. let's spin it back around let's go more positive now so our next question okay. from our listeners is if you could be in any universe pop culture what would it be and why Ooh, okay i had a hard time with this one too i would love to say game of thrones mm-hmm. i think that would be so fun i would totally wear those outfits yeah but I am a huge fan of indoor plumbing. Um, (laughs) So I don't know that that's really where I would want to be. (laughs) Not super feasible. I understand that. When I was probably in like junior high, Mm -hmm. I really, really wanted to be Brennan from the TV show Bones. What? I wanted to be a forensic anthropologist. Yeah. (laughs) solve crimes Mm -hmm. but also do archaeology stuff yeah 
yeah, that was my dream for, for a while. Nice. But I think that my honest answer is probably Harry Potter. Mm. It seems mm-hmm. like the obvious choice, you know, mm-hmm. magic, tea. Toilets. Toilets. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even if that's a basic answer, I feel like I am still waiting for my Hogwarts acceptance letter. Aren't we all? Okay. Our next question from our listeners is, what got you into horror? I've always kind of been into spooky stuff. My mom used to call me her vampire child because I like to hang out in the dark. <laughs> and I liked monsters and stuff. Yeah. I was also exposed to horror movies a little young. It was probably around the sixth grade. And then I was kind of just all in from that point. Mm -hmm. It just needed that adrenaline rush again. (laughs) Wrapping up, we've got two more questions kind of related to the podcast for you. So first one, who inspired you most to do a podcast? I feel like this is one of those long-time listener, first-time caller sort of situations. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've been big into podcasts um, kind of since they first came on the scene. Ooh. Like, I remember listening to Serial when it was being released mm-hmm. in the heat of it all when <laughs> everyone was like, whoa, true crime can be a podcast? What? (laughs) And I'm also a big fan of Crime Junkie and other things like that who just celebrated their five-year anniversary, Wow, which is crazy. But I think what really inspired me to do it was probably starting out streaming and then meeting Momo, my bestie. And doing our little just chatting streams together Mm -hmm. and having all our friends be like, Oh, I'm just going to listen like while I do the dishes (laughs) or whatever, make dinner or people being like, you guys have podcasts or voices because I'd never (laughs) thought that about myself. Yeah. But then I was like, Hey, wait, this is fun. Mm -hmm. And people like what we have to say and they think we're funny. Yeah. (laughs) So I think it was streaming in Momo. I really did it. Aw, sweet. So I'm proud and happy to have you as my co-host. Yay. Wouldn't be here without you. Same. Our last question from our listeners. Who is a big creator you most want to emulate? Bailey Sarian, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Love her so much. Murder mystery and makeup. I always used to tell my bestie, I was like, I want to be Bailey Sarian, but with video games instead of makeup. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Love it. She's my fave. Or Loey Lane. She is half of the Internet Urban Legends podcast, (laughs) which is big on my list. But Mm -hmm. she also makes fabulous content over on YouTube. Mm, Nice. Mm -hmm. So those are my two faves, Mm -hmm. my two idols. Very cool. Okay. Well, thank you to everybody who submitted your questions for Cleo. And I just want to say a very happy birthday to you, Cleo. Hope you have the best day. Thank you. This was such a fun way to celebrate. Yes. And yeah, thank you everybody who submitted questions, sent stuff over to us, joined our Patreon, listened to our podcast last year. I still can't believe that we have a podcast. (laughs) I know, right? Wild. But I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you for celebrating our Scream Queen Cleo's birthday with us and listening to this month's full episode. 
I hope you all enjoyed learning a little bit more about Friday the 13th, the day, the movie, and also me, you know, because... I was born on Friday the 13th, so I'm just going to claim it as my own personal holiday. Every time it happens in January, it's actually Cleo Day. Yes. (laughs) What did you think, Momo? I think I have learned all that I need to about Friday the 13th as a franchise, but it was very interesting to learn all about Friday the 13th as a day, as Cleo Day. It was interesting. The superstitions were fun. Mm -hmm. Some of the questions were fun. Yeah. It took me a minute to think of some of my answers. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate the challenge. <laughs> and I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Thanks again. And we will see you all next week for another mini episode of Spooky Book Club.